Welcome to the Rise Inside podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and powered by Rise Robotics. Listen as host Justin talks to experts from the Rise team about topics relating to mechanical engineering, industrial design, commercialization, and innovation. True collaborations work when ideas are integrated at inception to solve significant problems. Rise Inside brings together how the team continues to work with great folks to commercialize ideas. You're listening to the Rise Inside podcast. Here is your host, Justin Starbird. Welcome back to Rise Inside. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I am privileged to have Walt Winchell uh, on with me. Walt is an MIT alum, founder of Silver Platter. He's an early stage investor in several tech startups, including Harmonix, the creators of Guitar Hero, PillPack, and the Techstar companies. Today, um, Walt, you serve as the principal in the, collect- the Collaborative Seed and Growth Partners LLC, an investment firm specializing in commercialization of early stage technology. I'm thrilled to have you, to meet you. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Well, um, you know, there are so many uh, awesome anecdotes and unique stories that I've, I've uh, learned over the years um, and uh, or learned about you as I prepared for today. Um, I, you know, you're in a pretty unique spot where you get to see, you know, um, new technology really every single day. What, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what your role is at the Collaborative Seed and Growth Partners. Well, we're, we're really looking for opportunities where uh, new technology uh, needs to be commercialized, where we're uh, basically focused on the process of commercializing technology that uh, I'd say it's out of the lab. It's uh, the science has been proven. Mm-hmm. Nothing, uh, we're not trying to uh, do things that belong in the university. Right. Uh, when, it, when it's ready for commercialization, we'd like to be involved and help wherever we can. And of course, uh, the, the, the technology and the market uh, fit and match is uh, there, there are lots of different ways that it, things uh, come to market. Uh, different, uh, different industries, uh, some industries have uh, ways they like to uh, prefer things, others are you know, some, some industries are more conservative and want things to be further developed. Uh, but mm-hmm. There may be early adopters that are available. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of ways uh, to bring products to market. And that, that's what we have focused on. Well, and you're not a man that follows, you know, set in stone rules either. You seem to um, have had a lot of success, uh, you know, working outside of the box, if you will. You know, tell me a little bit about, you know, how... You know your influence um, helps some of these startups. I have answers. We have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to uh, try and help uh, the, the the principals that are managing the businesses, uh, developing the products, and bringing them to market. Uh, feel comfortable proceeding. Uh, we're in the business, if you will, of building business organizations that mm-hmm. uh, successfully take new technology to market. We, we help uh, by being available to and be a sounding board and, uh, you know. Yeah, no, of course. And, and it, you take a quite a pretty active role, right? Well, I'm not looking for work, if that's what you mean. <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, trying to interfere with the management processes in the company. They, right. 
it's up to the management of the company, the founders and managers, however it is organized, to uh, carry the work forward. So uh, we're we're not uh, we're not uh, engaged in the, the business as a you know a consultant or employee or anything. We're just a certainly a sounding board and in one of the companies that that you've worked with um, for the last several years is is rise tell me a little bit about how you found uh, you found rise well they they uh, were one of the companies that went through the Techstars program mm -hmm. uh, uh, in the Boston uh, location Techstars runs a 12-week uh, program of uh, mentoring and assisting startups to get off the ground. And I was uh, visiting, you know, I'm an investor with Techstars. And so I w was there looking for uh, opportunities. <laughs> and uh, uh, I guess I was impressed with the uh, technological capabilities uh, that uh, the technical founder uh, exhibited. Yeah, and I liked the way they were going about it. Uh, they were going about a lot of questions about how to take it to market. Sure, the, some of the things that they proposed to try did not seem Metron promising to me, and others did. Mm -hmm. But I think I, I was looking at it more as a you know, uh, I'll tell you the the whole idea of uh, new technology in the mechanical engineering area is quite rare. There is a kind of widespread uh, understanding, if you will, that everything worthwhile in the mechanical engineering has already been invented right. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, <laughs> uh, so the, the, uh, the prospects of doing something in this space, uh, I, I found it quite exciting actually uh, to, to see behind, beyond that. And uh, of course, uh, uh, they were demonstrating uh, capabilities uh, that showed that they were quite uh, uh, knowledgeable about what they were doing, even if the things that they were showing didn't have immediate, obvious commercial. Uh, so what, what drew you to them? What did, what did you see that first time or the first couple of times that you, you met the team? Or they had a demonstration of their spring, their uh, new kind of spring, something that makes a spring better. Yeah, yeah. I see. I was in the I was in the lab. I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. But I love to hear the, hear your have perspective. You seen the video of uh, Tomas jumping up on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Well, now you look at that and you say, "Oh my goodness!" Right. Uh, oh my goodness! There's stuff that can be done with this. Right. Kind of raw. I mean, people aren't going to pay Tomas to jump onto the roof. But <laughs> they may have applications where this kind of thing could be useful. I think what has happened since really, um, you know, we went after trying to build a, uh, a better air compressor. Mm -hmm. uh, we found that we, we designed a better air compressor and we found that the market thought it was nice, but they weren't really willing to pay a premium for this particular improvement right. or set of improvements. Yeah. Um, but on the way, 
you know, on the way to that, we were learning things about the uh, the technical environment of what we were of the tools we were using, and in that exploration of building the better air compressor, the underlying technology of the better impeller uh, uh, was developed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's now patented. Um, so uh, we were building something that the market didn't care about. But right. <laughs> we learned how to do something that I think the market is going to care a lot about. This is very exciting. Yeah. And, and as you saw all of these, um, you know, improvements as, as the team was making, you know, what made you feel as though this was so important to, to keep going in it and continue to invest in them? Because the products, I mean, like you said, the air compressor, you know, it wasn't something that that was going to be commercially viable, but you kept, uh, you kept seeing. No, I didn't know it wasn't going to be commercially viable while we were doing it. I, it only showed up when we tried to actually engage with the potential customers. Yeah. That we had learned that the kinds of improvements we were proposing to make didn't matter that much to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but here I, it, it was apparent from the early that we have something that uh, could make a difference in a lot of applications. There's a different use cases of this. Yeah. But the general case where you need to push things around or move them in certain ways. Uh, you know, Ken knows a lot about this. Uh, there's, uh, I think there are use cases here that are going to be very significant uh, yeah. eventually. In other words, there are big markets. We haven't really explored it all yet. We're still we're still uh, poking around. <laughs> and do you have a, you know is this a I don't want to say a common path for you to follow with um, you know investments that you make. You know, I would imagine there are are several that are really A to B, but this is um, you know kind of kind of a windy things, road things, thing a to b is very rare i mean sometimes you get it sometimes you have an a to b that's kind of at the top level mm -hmm. microsoft is going to build software for personal computers right okay but i think if you look closely you'll see even there there was uh, lots of motion uh, lots of uh, reframing the question uh, pivoting if you will or leaning into the wind, whatever the analogy you want to make. This this is not unusual. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we also have uh, Ken Gray on the line with us. Um, he's, uh, you know, overseas business development for RISE. Um, Ken, I know you've got some great perspective on, um, you know, where, where some of the technology, you know, fits can be. And, and you have experience uh, leading multiple companies in that respect. So you let Walt draw me back in. I, I, thought, I thought that was very clever on your part, Walt. Well, one of the things I want to grab onto here that Walt is saying, and your audience can't see him smiling as he's talking about this, but but development isn't linear in these cases. It There isn't, as he said, there isn't a clear path often between point A and point B. And he said that you know, just to kind of pull this out a little bit, I mean, what really came out of the compressor was a better impeller, you know? So, you know, as we've, you know, there are so many applications in the world where you need to push things around, where you need to, you need to push it or you need to pull it. 
and and what the dis, what you know the discovery that that's so important for rise that's at the core of rise is you know a much more efficient means than we've that has ever been available to us as mechanical engineers to push and pull loads. Am I, I mean, am, am I saying that fairly, Walt? Yeah, very good. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when, when we first, when we first got on the current track, that this impeller had the, you know, that we were going to pursue this and that the initial the initial use case was really one of replacing or displacing uh, hydraulic uh, uh, technology and uh, you know i began to become aware as i walk around of all of the different places that i see hydraulic technology deployed <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very widespread and the number of use cases uh, lots of them there may be some that we don't do much for, but I think there's lots of them that we could do much for. And right. there's a, there's a, uh, we still, we're still uh, feeling our way as to what the best cases are. I'm very intrigued with the energy saving component of what we're doing. Uh, this has, uh, there, there will be use cases where the economic aspect of it will be compelling, uh, not to mention the, uh, you know, displacement of fossil fuel uh, uh, or energy production. So I think that this aspect is, is going to continue to broaden the uh, catchment area for the technology. You, you talked a lot about um, the development of, of the technology that's come out of projects, you know, prior to what we're working on, on now, and we'll get to what we're working on now in just a minute, but I wanted to ask you about, you know, what you saw in the team, you know, that, that made you continue to uh, support their efforts. So, you know, of course you wanted them to come out with, uh, you know, viable products or, and projects that would, that would fit, um, you know, commercial sale, but you also saw a lot of uh, traits in Aaron and Tomas and, and Blake and Kyle um, that, you know, kept you involved as well. Yes, I think they're a very high-level team. I had the my my experience is that the uh, you know you always try to get good teams, but um, the language we have we don't have language for describing the the kind of long tail there is when you talk about competence. You know, some people are much better at it than other people. Uh, other people are even better than them at it, and so on. But it, it's a very long tail. Uh, uh, this is well known in the software area. They say a really good programmer is 10 times as good as a almost really good programmer. But there's a guy that's 10 times as good as him. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not, it's not half, 50% better. It's orders of magnitude better at, in the tail. I, I remember... I remember the first time I was, uh, my, my father-in-law invited me to go with him to a chess tournament to, to attend as a spectator. This was a tournament. The Boston, the chess clubs in the Boston area had conducted a competition for several months in which they, uh, some kind of elimination competition to narrow down to the 32 top competitors in the Boston area. 
And these 32 competitors were going to play Boris Spassky, who was in town for this purpose, uh, simultaneously. And I watched it. And it gives a whole new meaning to what the tale looks like. But Boris oh, one, Spassky, one versus 32. Yes. He, he, yeah, Boris Spassky is not a little bit better than other chess players. Right, right. Yep. It's way out there on the end that we don't have language to even describe this phenomenon. It, do you know, it, 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 he walks around the room at quite a brisk pace, putting, putting pieces down and moving on to the next board. You know, taking in the board. These are the best players. He, he, at a, around at a, about the seventh move, he, he hesitated at one place and he said something to the guy and then, and he announced that he's offering this guy a draw and the guy accepted it, of course. And in the Q&A afterwards, they asked him about it. Well, you know, uh, if I was playing one-on-one, -on -one, I would have never offered him a draw, but this was a complicated position and, uh, you know, it was a dangerous position. I thought uh, uh, discretion was the better part of valor here and he won the other 31 games. I mean, it, we, don't have, it, we don't have a way of, and so this, uh, I look at Blake a little bit like uh, Boris Spassky. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, rise chief technical officer, uh, Blake yeah. Sessions. His, his, professor at MIT, his professor at MIT, somebody who'd been at MIT in the mechanical engineering department teaching mechanical engineering students for 25 or 30 years, said this is the best student he'd ever had. Yeah, this is a generational talent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, and Walt asked me why I came to rise and I said, because it's the intersection of elegant mathematics and practical applications. And that's Blake Sessions. Yeah. That's a, he's a, he's a generational talent. And I think Tomas is, is in that, you know, Tomas Sepp is yes. right in that category. And so is, is, so is Aaron and so is Kyle. It's an incredible team. In my experience with when I have had teams um, with this, some of these characteristics, and my, uh, I, I've done very well with them. You know, I, I don't have to take any credit. I mean, in other words, I, they, I had one, the two founders just decided, you know, we're really good at this. Let's make sure we get other people who are really good at it as the team. It was just a kind of, they, they did it like a choice. <laughs> and they preserved it into the several hundred person company level. You know, I remember, I remember being visiting their office one time, and just as I was leaving after a meeting, I went down in the elevator, and some kid ran into the elevator just as the door was closing, and I said to him, "Are you?" "Yeah." "How long have you been there?" It's "90 days." "How do you like it?" He wouldn't let me leave without telling me this is not like getting a regular job. <laughs> You're working with people who are working at this level. It's like going to school more than getting a job. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. And, and, I mean, he, he had to explain it to me. He didn't let me leave after the elevator got down to the first floor. He, he, he wanted to make sure I understood that this was. He'd, he'd worked at other companies before. He's been out of school for two years already. And this is his fourth job or something. But this is not like any of the other ones. Because the people are, you're trying to, everybody is working at a level that it makes you want to do better than you are doing.
it's it's a kind of uh, anyway. I've had the experience uh, before with good teams <laughs> like this, and so I was attracted to this team from that point of view. Yeah, this was a, a team that was uh, not trying to do something that was a little bit better. And how do you help them doing something, doing something that's exponentially better? I mean, not really doing something that's that's exponentially better is what right. is what's attractive about this team. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And and with that, you know, my, my question is, uh, going back to what I asked a little bit before or mentioned, you know, um, at what point do you attempt to offer advice or, you know, I, I don't know if counsel is the right word, but, you know, help them avoid pitfalls of, uh, of companies that you've worked with in the past that, that didn't make it? Well, you know, go to a board meeting. You should, you should have him come to a board meeting. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't have it. I think you try to be available where they think they're, they're usually their own best judge of where they need help. That's, so they come to you with an agenda of questions. What should I do about this? What should I do about that? You know, uh, uh, what should I do about this guy, Ken Gray, that says he wants to join the company? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, I'd love to have been in on those conversations. <laughs> because I'd like to know what the heck happened. <laughs> How'd they let you in, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I think one of the things, I, I think one of the things, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. One of the things that you do, I think, very effectively, and it's a very interesting um, constructive thing that you do is the, the questions that you ask at, uh, at board meetings, for example. I think if you go, there, there are board meetings that you go to in the corporate world that are, they're not so constructive. Uh, they want to be, but they're not. And if you go to a RISE board meeting, it, it, it's, it usually takes the form of questions. Yeah. And, and, the, and they're questions that are, designed to teach something and uh i wish i i wish i had some examples even from the last one that we that we attended it and but it's very seems very situational and uh, the other thing is that walt is available for he's available if i want to call a walt i can call walt i don't i respect the time but if if i want to call walt i can call anytime i want and ask a question yeah i I mean, if we see something that we feel we have something to contribute, we would offer it. But I think most of it is generated by the company and the people in the company themselves saying, gee, you know, this is a situation. I'm not sure exactly how to deal with it. Or I, I tried this and it doesn't seem to be working. Do you know anything about this area? Mm -hmm. I mean, you get them in all kinds of forms like that. And, you know, you may have some experience with that. You may not. You may say, gee, it looks like you're doing the best that can be done. Why don't you keep wandering around until you find something better? I don't know. <laughs> well, right now, I, you know, Rise has just announced the partnership with Anthony Liftgates. And, and you mentioned, um, you know, a moment ago about, you know, driving around and seeing uh, all the applications for, uh, you know, hydraulic technology. And, and before that, you mentioned that in the industrial engineering space, uh, you know, a lot of people gave up on trying to invent new things because it had already been done before. Uh, how do, you know when when we came forward to you and said, "Hey, we're we're going to do this partnership." Um, you know, what did you see as opportunities there? Well, 
I tell you, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron had gone around to the different, he, he had picked out the use case of the lift gate as a possibility, and he had gone around and talked to the uh, five or six major people who, who occupy the substantially the market share in, in that space. And he had uh, come back with uh, some of the companies were not interested, and some of the companies were thinking about it. But he had uh, he thought this one the company was they were interested, and uh, they had good reason to be. It looked like uh, from this that they they were not the market leader, but they were well established, and uh, I think they aspire to be the market leader. And uh, there were, I think they appreciated the, what the potential could do for them. Um, so that was, that was, it was, I think Aaron had developed the, uh, the turf that surrounded, you know, had done the spade work and the background to uh, be able to say with confidence, I think this is promising, let's pursue it. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, uh, collaborations with other companies in my operating experience. Sure. Um, you know, you try to make a win-win out of it, whatever it is. And uh, uh, those people, first of all, they were a pleasure to do business with. And uh, we found our way to the win-win aspects of it. it not, not right away, but read, uh, in a pretty straight, straightforward manner. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm very I'm very hopeful about that one. Uh, they have they are you know highly regarded supplier in that space, and I think they'll be able to do uh, real well with the uh, advantages that the technology will equip them with. Do you get as excited as I do driving around seeing deliveries being made? <laughs> <laughs> Ken, I know you had a lot of, uh, you know, you had a comment um, about this as well. I, I you know, um, I think that, you know, the, and I, it goes back to something that Walt said earlier. I mean, that the opportunity to, you know, to save energy with this technology, to recoup or regenerate energy with this technology is, is really important, and I think especially in this liftgate um, application uh, that that Anthony is is taking, where Anthony is taking to market, um, you know, it really overcomes some obstacles, especially for inner city deliveries where trucks can't be left at idle, um, and hyd where hydraulics would consume the battery of you shut the truck off. Uh, this new the new Anthony liftgate. Powered by rise, uh, there to use their to use their phrase, uh, will generate will charge the battery as we unload. So it's it's a great. I think it's a great. I think Walt said it well. It's this technology is equipping them with capabilities that will suit them very well in the marketplace. Yeah, it's a real win-win type of thing. They, there's a lot that they're going to contribute to this in terms of taking it to market. I mean, first of all, they know the market very well. And they know, you know, they know the markets that they are serving and the markets that their competitors are serving. And I, I think that uh, we're going to be very well uh, accompanied here on this thing by them. 
Absolutely. And so, well, let me ask you this then. And, you know, um, where do you see Rise going in the next few years? What excites you about what's coming next? Well, I, I only uh, see a short distance ahead because I, I don't know enough, but uh, I think there are a lot of applications and uh, they're, they're turning them up at a good rate. And we're pursuing as many of them as we uh, feel comfortable pursuing. I think we will be building our capabilities so that we can be pursuing more of them and some even speculatively, you know, mm -hmm. more, more where, where it isn't. God, this is a, you know, where, where the, the sure thing aspect of it isn't necessarily known yet or not, it's not obvious. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, over the next few years, we'll broaden our, uh, enhance our organizational capabilities to be able to be doing, uh, to be pursuing uh, more of the opportunities that we're already seeing. And, and also to engage with other uh, collaborators. I mean, I think that that is a big part of this, is being able to uh, uh, arrange things with companies who are, have a market position that we don't necessarily need to regenerate. Right. We, we can let, the, let them work with the technology to be useful in that space uh, and to create, we, we, we can create uh, uh, you know, really mutually beneficial uh, collaborations with these other companies. That that uh, that that excites me, frankly. And and of course, uh, I think the the, the experience with the uh, in the LiftGate uh, initiative uh, it it bodes well for the future. Success breeds success. That's one of the things that we're excited about. People will. You know, industry will see the success Anthony Liftgates has with, you know, a, a product powered by Rise, and that will lead to more success. Um, and it's been interesting, you know, we want to work with collaborators, which means we want to work with people who want to work with us, you know, that, 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 that are system thinkers that, that want to make radical, that want to make massive changes, massive improvement in their products. And uh, those are the kinds of those are the kinds of companies that want to work with us. And and those are the I hope our phone is ringing with uh, with more and more collaborators like that. And it is. Uh, but I think we're going to hear from more and more of them as we as as success breeds success. Yeah, when I was I mean, I I, uh, I really enjoyed that part of the uh, when I was in an operating role uh, of the collaboration with the. Uh, companies that were business partners. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm excited to be on the, uh, at this stage as well and, and be able to tell the story and bring it out and, you know, hear from folks like, like yourself who have been um, in it from the beginning. And uh, as we get started today, you know, just seeing the smile on your face and the excitement that you get from just talking about uh, the team. And so I think, uh, you know, maybe we make this one, I, I probably won't make this one a video interview, but um, you know, here we are on zoom recording this uh, podcast for rise inside and it's it's um it's pretty cool uh to see all the people that i've uh, spoken with so far just light up as i talk about the team and and what's coming uh recognizing some of the challenges that you know we had at the beginning um how the team overcame them and position themselves to you know keep moving forward you know to to create an opportunity like this so you know i'm, I'm really thankful to be here really thank 
Yeah. <laughs> Thankful to have you, Walt. Uh, Ken, you're also, you know, in the, the first year of being part of Rise. So with that, guys, I'm so thankful to have you guys on on the show and, and uh, you know, hear from your experience. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for thanks for being a guest on Rise Inside. And, and Walt, I hope to have you back again soon. Great. All right. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you, guys. Until next time. You've been listening to the Rise Inside podcast presented by Rise Robotics. On behalf of our guest today and host Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our LinkedIn page, linkedin.com slash company slash rise dash robotics.